Welcome back to another episode of the Jambase Podcast. I'm Nate Todd, and Jambase is a partner of Osiris Media, the podcast network for music. On this episode, we'll hear my interview with Twiddle guitarist Mahali, who I spoke to this summer at the High Sierra Music Festival. Mahali and I talked about the new Twiddle album, Every Last Leaf, and his own solo album, Affection, and much more. We'll get to that interview right after a break to hear about the sponsors of this episode. This episode is sponsored by Psychedelic Art Exchange. Psychedelic Art Exchange is the premier source to buy, sell, and learn about vintage concert posters. Explore decades worth of exciting collectible concert art from the 1960s to the modern day, featuring the Grateful Dead, Fish, and many more of your favorite bands and artists. Be on the lookout for Jambase's four-part series detailing the history of concert posters, and head over to ConcertPosterGallery.com to explore their expanding online store or to bid on vintage rarities in one of their twice-monthly auctions. Happy collecting! This episode is sponsored by So Far Sounds. So Far Sounds is a global community of music lovers creating space where music matters. So Far invites guests to discover new artists, places, and people, whether at home or abroad, in over 400 cities around the world. Now integrated with Jambase's concert listings, So Far shows transform everyday spaces, from living rooms and rooftops, to boutiques and museums, into captivating venues for secret live shows, creating inclusive experiences that bring people closer together. Each So Far features different musical styles, and you won't know who's performing until they take the stage. Once they do, you just might fall in love. Previous So Far performances have featured Ben Gibbard, Lucius, Leon Bridges, Beirut, Billie Eilish, Moses Sumney, Soccer Mommy, and many other talented musicians from around the globe, including previous Jambase podcast guests, Sylvanesso, Krungman, Anderson East, and Tank and the Bangas. So Far keeps the location secret until the day before the show. The So Far community creates an inclusive space where music matters so that you can get lost in the performance. Locations of So Far experiences have taken place in such unexpected spots as under an airplane in the Aeronautical Museum in Spain, at a climbing gym in Houston, between the barrels in a distillery in Boulder, Colorado, as well as in New York City at a volleyball court, in the engine room at the Kellam Island Museum in Sheffield, England, and in libraries, apartments, amusement parks, and countless other cool spots around the world. To learn more about So Far Sounds, Visit SoFarSounds.com or search Jambase to find a SoFar Sounds event happening near you. This past weekend was an exciting one for Jambase as we partnered with Boston-based band Neighbor to help present Into the Sun at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts. The three-day outing saw Neighbor performing in a number of configurations over the weekend, including the nine-piece horn lace Neighbor 9, as well as the band's first-ever acoustic set and more. Night one got underway with a set from Duochrome. As recapper Scott Marks noted, the horn-inflected Boston-based sextet led by Brian Thomas set the tone for the upcoming Neighbor 9. The lineup for Neighbor 9 consisted of the quartet's Ricky James, Lyle Brewer, Dan Kelly, and Dean Johnson, as well as a horn section featuring Matt Wayne, Jim Cronin, and Rob Cron. Vocalists Joanne Cassidy and Rene Dupuy rounded out Neighbor 9. The nine-piece came out in Neighbor's jerseys as per tradition for the Neighbor Nine performances. Ricky substituted his jersey for Steve Shaw's, a beloved fan and friend of the band who recently passed away. The collaboration featured a stellar set for Neighbor's first foray at Into the Sun before the Jennifer Hartswick band wrapped up the evening. Hartswick is renowned for her trumpet and vocals in the Trey Anastasio band, but was also celebrating the release of her solo album, Something in the Water. Jen was also joined by her tab bandmate and bassist Desron Douglas, longtime collaborator Nick Casarino of the Nth Power, and more to close out Friday night. 
Jid and Nick would also kick off Saturday night in their duo format, followed by a performance from Nick's band, The Nth Power. Neighbors' classic quartet lineup then delivered an extensive set, with the band noting at midnight that they were going to play until the sun came through the windows. Natalie Cressman and Ian Fagini launched Sunday with a duo set ahead of a performance from Massachusetts' own Club Delph, who were joined by Lyle from Neighbor, as well as Tab bandmates Jennifer Hartswick and Natalie Cressman. Neighbor then offered their first ever acoustic set before revving things up with an electric excursion, which saw guest spots from Jen and Natalie, as well as Morphine's Dana Colley. Neighbor's Ricky James delivered a solo encore to wrap up a wonderful weekend of music. For a detailed look at Into the Sun, check out Scott Mark's recap on the Jambase site. An event that Jambase is also involved with is the High Sierra Music Festival, which is where I interviewed Mahali of Twiddle. We had our chat backstage where the guitarist was getting ready to take the grandstand stage with Twiddle. A bit of a side note, you can hear some music and festival sounds coming through on the mics. Mahali and Twiddle were getting ready for their Sunday afternoon set following a late night excursion in the High Sierra Music Hall the night before. So time was tight, but we had an insightful conversation about both Twiddle's new album, Every Last Leaf, as well as Mahali's new solo album, Affection, which are both out now. We opened our conversation talking about the difference in approach to a late night affair and a daytime festival set. Mahali also detailed Twiddle's new album, Every Last Leaf, as well as the first single, The Devil, featuring blues traveler's John Popper. He also detailed the interesting rhythmic production on the track Beautiful. Mahali then discussed his new solo album and working with producer and friend Nate Feinstein of Aya Terra. Mahali also talked about the featured artists on Affection, including previous Jambase podcast guests, Jacob Hempel of Soja, and Dispatch's Chadwick Stokes. Additionally, the conversation touched on how Mahali's work with Twiddle relates to his solo material and vice versa, his favorite reggae artists, and more. Here's my interview with Twiddle's Mahali, which we'll lead into with the affection single, Maplewood. You made it to the big one night. Now everything changes. Gonna step out on my own, flip the script and turn the pages. Find the dreams inside. Get them out of their cages. Cause I'm bursting with ideas, overflowing with amazement. And I stop and see the beauty that is growing up and down my street. The future that is growing, making just for me a tiny speck of light in an endless sea. Yeah, we were so young in love with getting old at the start of our journey on a path untold. The lessons learned still far away, and the mistakes that burn have yet to pay. It's the great adventure that we all must take. To head out blind without knowing the way. To find some love and give it to. To live a life designed by you. All right, we're rolling. I'm here with Molly from Twiddle at uh, High Sierra Music Festival. We're backstage right now, chilling. We are. What's up, brother? Hey, not a lot, man. So, you know, I I, I caught you guys a set last night. Great set last night. Um, you know, late night's always a little bit different vibe, you know? Yeah. How do you guys, do you guys, how do you guys sort of dictate the, the set list when, you, when you're doing a late night as opposed to maybe an afternoon set? You're like, we you're had an exceptionally long travel day coming yeah. into last night's set. We were rolling on like a nice 24-hour awake situation. Um, and I feel like maybe that we, we were really in the vibe to like just um, let it stretch, like not really put any uh, constraints on the songs or the what we were kind of putting out there. Yeah, it felt special. We all had a really good time last night. And going into late nights, we're more thinking about... Uh, vibe less than like 
popular songs or you know what people may know or not it's more just like keeping it with the vibe very cool very yeah, cool yeah. um and you know you guys so i kind of wanted to you guys got a new album coming out kinda, yeah so i, I kind of wanted i kind of wanted to talk about that um sure thing you know you have i think the first single you guys did was with uh john popper how do you how did you kind of come to collaborate with him we've actually known john for a long time um going way back we did a like a ski mountain resort show it was twiddle and john popper and basically he played like three or four of our songs and we played three or four blues traveler songs and that's sort of how the relationship started um and since then we've kept in touch he did a set with us at lock-in and there's been a few other times where he's just sat in um and when we were when we were writing The Devil, the song that he's on and uh, kind of in the studio, when we had finished it, it really sort of felt like something was missing. We couldn't like put our finger on it, but it, it felt like there was an element that was needed. I think I said, you know, this sounds perfect for Popper. Let's just send it to him and see what he thinks. And it kind of just, you know, speed off from there. sort of you guys' creative process on the album uh, was a lot of collaboration did you guys kind of i know like the pandemic kind of you know interrupted a lot of stuff so how yeah. did you guys sort of construct it i think we were all sort of writing and um other guys in the band were like co-writing with some people and i had like you know really set some writing time aside for twiddle so i kind of came into it with some songs and everybody else kind of came into it with some songs and uh from there, the studio process was, uh, we were working with a producer, Clint Bierman, um, who's a cat from Vermont, who's, you know, had his hands on a lot of different things. And uh, he really brought to the table sort of a new mentality on kind of how to record and how to do things. So that in itself was like a new process that sort of shaped the way the sounds and the, the songs came out. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Um, and then, you know, like you guys have a lot of different feels on, on some of the singles that I've listened to. Like I think on, um, um, beautiful like it, it, it sounds like it's almost like electric drums or 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 did you guys just kind of it was like a post-production thing yeah or? we did yeah what well, uh so we had like uh live percussion elements within okay. that and basically the take was done and then we sort of uh supplemented it with uh like some sample kicks and snares okay. and stuff like that but we also sort of made them ourselves we did a lot of stomps and claps yeah like tons of them and stack yeah. them on each other okay and you know through reverb and compression a bunch of stuff on it to give you those sampled type yeah you know and totally. like you know there's a part it's like all oh, the flowers in the garden and there's like this snap thing that comes in yeah that's basically us snapping all together like four billion times and stacking it all on each other so each time it came in it was really thick and, and present so cool. although they were you know if they feel sampled and stuff it's very much uh kind of a natural way to get those sounds i guess yeah so you, yeah yeah but you, there was no like drum kit 
Okay. Like okay. never did, like there was no full drums ever. It was Okay. The funny thing about that was I, I wrote that song and I, I just really loved it. I felt like it was super special and I went into Clint the producer and I cut a demo for it. Mm. Just so like I could present it to the band with a little more clarity and a little more like uh I don't know, just like so there was a a more like full picture of the vision I had for the tune. And we liked it so much. The demo is what you hear. We okay. just started adding to it. We put bass and piano and, you know, what I just thought, the stomps, claps, shakers, snaps, all that stuff. We put that on after. Wow. So it was a kind of like one of those weird natural processes. Yeah. And when you guys were like doing the claps and the, and the, and the snaps, so it was like all four of you kind of in yeah. there and then yep. you just layered a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. super fun. We put like uh, we had this big hollow wood board with mics in it that we got the stomps for. So it was, cool. it was pretty cool. All the flowers in the garden and every mountain made tune. Your buildings in the city, sun kissed in June. The wind whistled through the canyon, dragonfly on the breeze. Fish swimming in the shallows, the sunrise on the beach. All around us every day, we're surrounded by beautiful. In a magical embrace with something wonderful True beauty is alive in every point of view All the sunsets in a lifetime Could not compare to you Not compare to you You guys also have some great artwork for the singles too. I was wondering who who did the artwork on a lot of this. So I wish I had his name right now. <laughs> okay. I should probably pull it up, but um, I believe he was from Stockholm, um, and he was incredible. It was really nice to work with him and his mm -hmm. team. We basically had a vision of a very a tree that represented lots of colors, and but also instead of. Um, leaves on some of it it looked more like feathers and we just really wanted to like kind of roll with that vibe and uh they came back with some just really beautiful stuff really spot on with what we were hoping we would see and it was a pleasure to work with them and each single kind of went with the vibe and uh yeah they really knocked it out of the park yeah it's great i really like that stuff it, you know it kind of fit the songs really really yeah, well too yeah. yeah totally and then you know you're staying busy you have a solo album coming out yeah yeah affection yeah. um uh, and i was i kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit um, sure you know like i noticed you know it's it's kind of got more of a reggae vibe yeah yeah and um I, you know like your singing your cadence um your phrasing is really is really great on it i appreciate and, that man and, thank you and i wonder you know like that's obviously something you got to kind of work on but when you're actually writing the lyrics do you just kind of let it flow so I think for that album specifically, it was a little different. That album kind of became that, it sort of, it wasn't planned. I was working with Nathan uh, Feinstein, Nathan Aurora from Ayaterra, who's an incredible producer, guitar player, singer, musician. Um, and we toured with Ayaterra, the reggae band for a long time. And um, I had just sent him a song, a demo, and he sent it back to me like fully produced. And it was, it blew my mind. Wow. So we just got into the pattern of like, I would write a song and send it to him. And early on, he said, hey, man, let me just send you some drum beats to write to. He's like, because I think if you're feeling the like feeling the pulse a little more, uh, you know, you may write like more rhythmic styled lyrics. And yeah. so I started writing to just drum beats. 
okay. without like chords in mind, but at least I had a rhythm and a flow going. And I think that's where you're, you're you know, kind of seeing that on that record a lot more because with Twiddle and, and all of my songs previous, I never did that. Okay. So like, it was definitely like a new thing and I love it. Definitely moving forward. I want to do that some more. Cool. Uh, having something to work off of was really fun. Um, and yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, it, it sounds great. And, um, you know, you have a lot of guests on that one too. Um, yeah. I, did you guys, had you guys kind of, you got a Jacob Hempill and, um, I think uh, Chadwick Stokes and yeah. did you guys, how did you kind of come to collaborate with those guys? So really good friends with Jake. We toured okay. with Soja and, uh, you know, uh, me and Jake have stayed in touch and kept close and uh, he's just a good friend and it's been a really nice mentor for me in this whole kind of new genre I've been moving into yeah. and it's been uh, it's been really great but really it was it was Nate uh, working with him I gotta go back to Nate my man with the golden ears he would just be like yo I really feel like this would be a perfect feature for this song let's reach out and and that's sort of how it happened and each time he said that we would reach out and uh, you know we were just very lucky that people were into the songs and, and wanted to collab yeah. um, but you know I love sharing you know in the music and and um, some one of my favorite things to do and on my previous album i had a lot of collabs too so i think moving forward i'll kind of stick with that i just love working with other artists especially ones i've always wanted to work with and kind of look up to that's awesome so it, yeah. it, it's cool that uh you know nate suggested that um and then when they came in like did it kind of click right away you're yeah. like okay to be honest like we've had features too i've had i've worked with it sometimes when a feature comes in it's not exactly what you expected <laughs> right you know not i don't want to say like you're disappointed but it's like you know you just got to work with it a little more this one they all everybody on this record just sent us fire straight out the gate like we were all just blown away and we were pretty specific nate's got a very good ear and he's very in tune with styles and what people vibe on and, and writing styles specifically so when he would say to me hey man i really think this song would be perfect for this guy he's gonna crush it he was really on it like yeah. when we sent it to them they're like man this is my shit. like i'm on it i can do this you know what i mean yeah. so like it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really kind of easy like that. Beauty in the silence is everywhere. Hell in the skies far down, have your sneakers on. You're born for rock steady, but you're born to run. Cause everything is everything, ain't always fine. It's like the outcome becomes what you focus on. And you can't fall victim to the gloom. Your time is more than you assume. It's time to make a brand. Relax and let the press. When life is heavier than air, without a reason to repair, you'll find a strength you never knew. And wake up full of inside of you. How you guys cut that record? Did you kind of just was it? It was remote. It was all remote. I was in okay. Vermont. He was in LA. Okay. Um, and we were just sending tracks back and forth. Like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't really intentional. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna do a reggae album. This is gonna be cool. It's just like our workflow and our vibe was so on point that it just speedballed naturally. Like all of a sudden, I'm looking down and I got six tracks, and I thought to myself, man, we should just do four more and put out a record. Cause it's all there. I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know what to do like release them as singles or just one-offs or whatever. And, and I just hit him up and I was like, yo, let's do a couple more and uh, call it a record. And he was super stoked. And that's sort of how it happened. It wasn't really planned. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And reggae is a music I always passionately listen to. 
So like my whole life, it's just been something that is always my go-to for mm -hmm. listening. So it was kind of really nice to uh, have my own music fall into that. You know? For sure. Who, yeah. who are some of your like favorite reggae artists other than the ones you kind of collaborate with? Well, my favorite guitar player ever is Ernest Wranglin, who, you know, kind of the godfather of ska and reggae. And mm -hmm. I, I did get an opportunity to play with him a few years ago, and it was, you know, super highlight of my career. And, uh, you know, obviously Bob and the Whalers and uh, Jimmy Cliff, Toots, all the yeah. like, early ones. But uh, honestly, you know, I was also a kid of Sublime, who I feel like kind of, um, you know, sparked this beautiful American reggae scene that now I find myself a part of that is so thriving and so awesome and I'm, I'm i'm proud to be in that world with them too and i just uh i'm a big fan of all those guys stick figure we did we were you know lucky enough to do some tours with him and you know we love him and his band and i've always been a fan of his music and his production style i love the uh i love the production that goes into the music it's just just it's really nice it's uh it's different than the live thing i'm so used to with twiddle and the jam scene which yeah. is really you're focusing more on your your live craft, which is awesome, but mm -hmm. it's nice to put uh, a little more attention into the studio, right? And that's that was something I was really into for sure, and I, I totally agree with you on the Sublime thing. I was a huge Sublime fan, yeah, right? and that was really like yeah. really my uh, <laughs> one of my absolute diehard favorites. Yeah. so yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, and you guys play some of the some of your solo songs in, in Twiddle, you've been fitting them into the live sets a little, a little bit. bit. I mean, not too yeah. much. Uh, a lot of the stuff will get tested out kind of on both platforms and then one will figure kind of lend itself to another. Okay. Um, a lot more in the past we would do that, but there's been so much new music that there's so much to go around on kind of both yeah. sides. And on the solo front, it's the first time I've had a band actually being able to play this stuff, which is cool. Right on, right on. And like, um, can do you, when you guys are, you know, like constructing a set list, um, are, are there some songs that sort of like, you know, fit in, you know, like in the in the flow of the set list and, and you know, you can kind of, you know, put one in here and there and, and then do so I would a say like jam. with my solo stuff. Yeah. I definitely throw twiddle songs in there. Okay. Because like, you know, a lot of it is what a lot of the fans know, but also it's kind of nice to stretch out on twiddle tunes with a different group of guys. Mm -hmm. Adrian is playing with twiddle right now and he's yeah. also playing in my band. So, you know, same drummer. So can kind of translate over easier okay. than it would be to like fully kind of teach some new songs to some folks. But yeah, um, I'd say that I definitely looking at the set list when I'm writing for both Twiddle and the solo thing, certain songs fit in certain places and vibes better than others. For, for sure. sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Join me in a big house in the
um, you know, you guys, you guys are probably staying pretty busy, you know, or you're going to be touring probably the solo record and the, and the yeah. title record. Um, what's, what's kind of your itinerary coming up? You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it easy. Obviously, Twiddle is usually the priority here, mm -hmm. for, but I've got a lot of solo stuff on the books too. And like I said, I'm touring with a band now. So that's, that's been fun and, and a new experience. And uh, Twiddle's got a big fall with the album release. Um, and I'm trying to do as much sort of in between with the solo thing. So I think I'm going to be very busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how I think it's going to go. But you know, I'm, I'm happy this this year. Mm. You know, I've released 20 original tunes just that I wrote during the pandemic, which is a lot of songs. Yeah. And it's nice that they're all finally coming out sort of within a three week period, mm. you know? Yeah, I so I sort of find, you know, like I'm a musician myself and I, I, I find that, you know, I play in a band, but you know, some songs kind of returning to how you sort of select the songs. Some songs, you know, you're kind of just like, you know, I don't know if this would fit in this particular context, you know? Yeah, totally. And and it's nice to have that that solo outlet, I mean, where, where you can just kind of release everything. Well, that's the other thing. Sometimes I write a song and I'm like, this one just, I don't think the vibe is twiddle. Mm -hmm. Like this one really, I know would land a little more production. And, and honestly, I lean on the people I'm working with to extract a different sound out of me. Mm. Because with Twiddle, I sort of, you know, we we do it ourselves, so it kind of has this consistent sound to it. Uh, whereas, I think that's why the new Twiddle record is a little different, because we've had a producer kind of coming in and helping us shape it a little differently. Okay. Um, but for the solo stuff, working with Eric Krasnow on the first record and Nate on this one, and all the guests and the amazing musicians that have come in and, and given me their opinions and their you know, their imprint on the music is stuff I would never have come up with on my own. And it's, yeah. it's such a blessing to have them come in and work with me on it and sort of show me a different path to get to the same result. You know what I mean? And that's, that's always sort of where maybe this song needs that. Right. More than it needs just us doing what we usually do with it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then, you know, I know you, you mentioned Adrian's going to play with your band. So when you do your maybe like a, a, your solo tour around the record. Um, I know you've kind of done like, you know, just solo kind of looping stuff in the past. Yep. But you're going to have a full band out on. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, we'll be like, we'll definitely let people know if it's band or just me. OK. Um, but I, I, I want to do more band. I'm trying mm -hmm. to do the band as much as I can. And I love the, you know, I love yeah. the solo loop thing. Yeah. I've been a fan of Keller since the dawn of time. For sure. And, uh, you know, lucky to be his friend and lucky to play a million shows with him. And it feels uh, I love doing that act and it is kind of its own special thing for me, mm -hmm. but really the band right now feels so refreshing and it's something I've never done. It's very exciting and it's cool to finally give this music the legs that I'm not able to give it with the loop. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, Mahali, thank you so much for thank chatting you, with me today. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah. You guys have a great set. Thank you, bro. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun.
reached the end of this episode of the Jam Base Podcast. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to Mahali for taking the time to talk with us, and be sure to check out Twiddle's amazing new record, Every Last Leaf, as well as Mahali's stellar solo album, Affection, wherever you get your music. Thanks to our sponsors, Psychedelic Art Exchange and So Far Sounds. Thanks also to Jake Alexander for helping produce this episode. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Jam Bass Podcast. Take care of each other out there and go see live music. <laughs>